feeling overwhelmed by climate change? Looking for sustainable and ethical brands to support? That Ethic is perfect for you. Ethic is a simple browser extension that helps you find sustainable and ethical brands online. Learn more at ethic.org. E-T-H-Y-K.org. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, and welcome back to Realistic Sustainability. I'm here with Nick. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing all right, Nick. And guess what? This time, we're not alone. Really? Nope. It's been a while, but we have a guest today. We have Austin Sachs, the director of Ethic. How are you today, Austin? Good. And thank you so much for having me on. Oh, we appreciate having you on. It's uh, it's always fun, first of all, to get someone to come chat with us because we just sit here and BS all day. But it's also better because you actually run a company that is within sustainability. I love these conversations just as much as probably you do. So I'm really thankful for you guys having me on. Hey, I appreciate it. Thank you. Well, first of all, we have to at least say what Ethic is. So it's a it's a website, or actually, it's a uh, browser plugin. If I'm if I'm correct here, that allows us to find out that as we're searching, which companies are sustainable and which ones are not. Is that correct? That is correct. We make it as easy as possible for you to find sustainable companies wherever you go on the internet. That is fantastic. Well, first of all, I, I want to say thank you just in general, because I have had that thought before while I'm trying to shop. Uh, and second of all, let's first, let's get to know you a little bit. Could you tell us the, the listeners a little bit about your background and what sure. made you decide to even come on this program? Yeah, I am a finance guy, a numbers guy, which is really where this all came from. I, I always love money, um, counting. I'm an accountant as a day job. This is unfortunately not my full-time job. You know, um, it's, it's one of my passion projects, but I, I've loved numbers. It's been what has always been my passion and trying to find ways to let that be beneficial. Cause I know a lot of people don't like numbers. I know math is not most people's most favorite class in high school and college. It's just like, I'll do it cause I have to, but there's some beauty in it. There's a lot of technology that can come from it. And a lot of it is really useful. And so standardization comes from numbers, you know, everything's in order one, two, three, four, and that type of certification work. That's kind of where I've come from is I love order. I love things being easy to find. Um, but I'm also a big nature guy. I grew up on a couple acres of land in, in rural Pennsylvania. And so nature has always been really close to my heart place where I go to relax. It's the place where I go to think. I'm very thankful that I live in Harrisonburg, Virginia, which is an hour from both a national park and a national forest. So I have thousands of hikes in an hour drive, which I get all my passions right where I am. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. There's a lot more, but I think that's really, you know, the two key points of who I am. Nice. And I will tell you, I'm going to say this. I love numbers. I'm an engineer and I like spreadsheets and graphs and I will use them for Christmas and all kinds of fun things. So I am a fan of the numbers, even though I don't think Nick is. 
<laughs> um, well, I am a fan of some numbers as I do use a lot of math in my kitchen, but other than that, no, not quite. <laughs> I'm not a numbers guy. Um, Austin, have you always loved sustainability concepts or if you haven't, when did that start? So I wouldn't say that I've always loved sustainability. I've always loved nature. Um, you know, I'm going to admit this, you know, this truth here is that to me, sustainability was recycling for the longest time. Yeah, I'll recycle. I'll try to you know, do what I can here and there, but it wasn't a passion, I would say. Luckily that changed. I'm really thankful that changed. But Standing Rock is, is that kind of moment in my life where I was like, oh my word, this is something way more important than just recycling and I have to do something. It's kind of like, I look at that as the big event in my life that's kind of changed where I've gone. You know, my, my goals before that were, ah, you know, I'll recycle and I'll work for a Fortune 500 company. And it's kind of completely changed. Whereas I would love to, you know, see business to be used for sustainability, for good. And it, it just happened because of one small event. It's kind of, it, it makes me you know, realizing the power of those events to bring more people under the tent or make people more educated because there's so many things trying to get our attention nowadays. So I'm really thankful that, Luckily, I was that attention was taken when I was a lot younger than maybe some other people. I think we're we're lucky in this day and age because in the past it's really hard to start up something new, and in a gig economy, there's a lot of things like Nick and I are hosting a freaking radio show on the internet, and it, it, anybody can do it. They no one asked us if we had a license or if there was permissions or any of these things. So. We, we're kind of we're kind of living through a, a wonderful time. Well, when you find those passions, we can chase them and chase them wholeheartedly. It's not my full-time job either, but maybe someday it will be. So let's take a look. Before we get too far, the listeners may need to know what a plugin is. Can you help us there? Yeah. So a plugin or browser extension, um, both names are used. I like to compare two apps on your phone. When you buy your phone, you could probably just call and text on it, which is great and all, but you know, I bank on my phone. I do all these other things on my phone. I check my email because of those apps. We, so I like to say we're an app for your browser. Um, so when you install us, we then make your browser more useful. Yeah, sure. You can still browse the internet like you did before, but now when you're browsing the internet, you can see sustainable companies. There are browser extensions that help you find coupons. It's about making that tool, which is really simple and basic, more useful and more customized to the user. Well, and I'll tell you, I did immediately download it into my browser. And at first I didn't know exactly what I was looking for. You know, it took me a minute, but once I started to realize it, I could go on to sites and I was starting to see the little logo that wasn't there the last time I looked. Or when I brought up my, my Google and wasn't paying attention, turned around and, hey, there's an article, click. I'm immediately reading things because now it's showing me sustainability sites and things that I might want to read. Yeah, we don't try to be super intrins, um, super intrusive. We like to be, you know, we're there where you need it, but we're not there where you don't need it. But it, it makes it so much useful. I have, I think, four or five. I have a translation app. I have coupon browser extension. I have our browser extension. <laughs> it's simple and it's it's free even. Most of these are free. So it's this way to make your browsing experience so much better. Chrome is great and all, but it gets so much better when you start installing extensions. Yeah, I completely agree. There's a lot of the ones I have on my Chrome. In fact, when I go to my browser, it is like three different lines of different things, but they all come in handy and serve their purposes. You know, I, I use every one of them at some point throughout the week. I'm Austin. So Ethic is nonprofit. If that's correct, how is it funded? Where does the money come from? Yeah. So we're a nonprofit. Uh, my goal with this always that, you know, I'm not trying to get super rich. Our goal as an organization is to make sustainable shopping and consumption 
as easy as possible, not even sustainable ethical consumption. It's kind of where the name came from. So the goal is not to make me super rich. And that's why we formed a nonprofit. Currently, I'm providing most of the funding at this point. You can donate to us. We would be very appreciative of it. You know, I'm not asking that you have to, but we, you know, if you go to our website, you can find a way to donate and help provide for um, work there. But also when you install the extension and you open a new tab, you're going to see all this, you know, this beautiful background. You're also going to see in the bottom right corner an ad. So unfortunately in the technology age, that's usually the way a lot of companies make their money is through advertisement. So we have some non-intrusive is, well, least intrusive, I would say, you know, it's still there ads to help us bring in a little bit of revenue from you using the extension. Um, we're not trying to make millions of dollars off of you. We're trying to just help cover our costs and help us expand and reach more users and provide more information for our users. Okay. It obviously takes a lot of data to be able to tell us when we go on the internet, you don't know where we're going. You know, you have to pull data from a lot of different places to be able to be prepared for us to be there. Like I went to Grubhub today you have to almost in a sense anticipate that. So how do you collect all this data or is it, does it come from somewhere else? I mean, data is the key of everything we do. Um, I was thinking today, really that's, you know, ethic is great and all the browser extension is great and all, but without the database, it's, it's kind of useless. <laughs> but I like to separate in two types of data. And the first one I think is really important to talk about is user data. And that is clearly that we will never collect personally identifiable user information. Um, so we're not Amazon trying to figure out what you're shopping for, what um, restaurant you're going to get delivery from tonight. We do collect a little bit of data about what websites you go to, but we can't tell who that is. We just know, okay, of our users, they went to Grubhub 50 times today. You know, that's what we're learning. We're trying to figure out, okay, are we on the right websites? But so that's our user data. But as you said, all this other non-user data, our partner data is what we call it. So we don't do the certification work ourselves. So if you're looking for a sustainable company through ethic, you're going to find somebody else's work. I realized pretty quickly on, I can't do that. Um, I can, I can barely do what I'm doing right now, trying to build this browser extension. And I definitely can't add another responsibility, nor do I think I should. There are amazing organizations. And let me say, amazing does not cut it how amazing these, these organizations are with decades of experience working in these industries to help businesses become sustainable, but also certify it so the consumers are aware of it. So we have four partners currently. We're looking to expand that to 10 sometime, hopefully this year. Um, so this way, because the way it is, you know, our partners work within their industry. So make sure you find a, a sustainable hotel. You can find a sustainable restaurant. You can find a sustainable shampoo. We can't just work with one organization. So we work with four currently. We're in conversations with a lot more. And we're even looking beyond sustainability partners at this point. I actually went through your list of partners and I was pretty impressed. Uh, being a restaurant guy, I was really excited to see all those on there. I really enjoyed what I've found so far with Ethic. And I'm really excited that you had reached out to us. I really enjoyed that when you click the new tab, it's got a small little fact at the very bottom of it or a tip that you can use to help live a more sustainable life. So that is wonderful. I do have a question though, because I did see, I, I got really, I thought it was real neat. So I opened like 10 tabs in a row to see like if any of them repeated themselves. I was curious who sets the standards, like who comes up with that stuff? Are they transparent? And where can we find more information about that on your website? So are you looking for the, I'm just going to clarify a question here, tips or the certifications? The, the tips and then also the certifications, but the tips specifically. So the tips are specifically coming from blogs I follow. Um, <laughs> they're not coming from anybody in particular. I was like, I was looking for, 
we were trying to figure out okay, how can this be useful? You know, how can we make this better? Because we just don't want to throw an ad on there. We want to add some value. And so I was like, okay, what are things I've done in my own life? But what are other things? Um, so one of them is install a Kojia. So as a tech person, I'm going to mention the sustainable search engine, the mm-hmm. better, you know, the sustainable Google. It's actually integrated with the browser extension. You can change the search engine on the new tab from Google to Kojia so you can support them. Um, so the tips come from wherever I find. If you have a tip you want to include something you have in your life, reach out to us. We'll add it in there. We have a database. They just randomly show up. It's about 24 right now. I, I wasn't trying to overload people, but you know, we want to expand that. Maybe you're reading it like, oh, I never thought about that because a lot of times that's the way sustainability is. It's like, I never thought about that. I never realized mm-hmm. that we, I could do this and it would be useful. And then for yeah, those standards, I mean, those come from those independent four organizations and Again, they're amazing organizations and those, again, you can go on their websites and you can find, okay, exactly what is being rated on there. And you can understand, okay, how does this restaurant qualify as a sustainable restaurant? How does this college qualify as a sustainable college? So while the tips and the news stories are curated by ourselves, the ratings, the, the real meat of the extension, I like to say, is all done by third parties. When, it, well, when I went on there, it's effectively like a pass fail then. And do you ever get any pushback from from companies who aren't happy with their ratings? Because it's not like a gradient. I'm a numbers guy. I'd like to see a one to a hundred, but. <laughs> so the first version of Ethic actually had a rating scale. And then I realized maybe people don't really want that. They don't want to see one through five. You know, people love that idea of one through five stars for products. So we are contemplating moving towards a system of one through five leafs um, to show sustainability. But our partners actually do have scales. It's hard to tell with the small seals there. But one of the organizations, ASHI, the Association for the Advancement of Sustainability in Higher Education, it's quite a mouthful, has five different levels. They go from just a reporter, someone who's at least reporting on this information, to bronze, silver, gold, and then platinum. And so at platinum, we're talking, I don't know if it's net zero waste, where, but we're talking like the top tier colleges and universities, whereas your bronze is still doing a great job, but it, it's just not the same. And so mm-hmm. currently that's not integrated. It's, it's one of the features we're looking into to give it a little bit more numbers feel. Um, but at the end of the day, the, the big goal is to support those sustainable businesses. So you will be able to tell between a business that's not sustainable and a business that is sustainable. Yeah, because right now when I look on there and I went on to Grubhub in the, and I live in a small cow town in Michigan and I got to tell you, there was no leaves. None of them, they were all crossed out, each and every one of them. Nick's been to my town, it's expected. But there was not a single one. I would have to expand out in probably Lansing, Flint areas before I found anything. So I was looking to see. So if I wanted to get dig in a little closer, can I click that leaf and get more? So if you click on any of those seals in the browser extension, specifically probably best to right click and then open in a new tab is you'll find uh, actually will link you to the partner who does it. So we're, again, I'm not trying to take their work from them. I'm saying, Hey, they're the, the source, they're the authoritative source here. So if it's one of our AC seals, you click on it, it will go straight to that website and you'll be able to learn more there. If it's with the green restaurant association, it goes there. If it's non-sustainable, that one comes back to our website. So you can understand that that business is not rated sustainability. But also, if you know a business owner is using this and says, I have a sustainable restaurant, why is it showing up like this? Reach back out to us. It could be an error in our code. It could be that you just don't work with one of our partners. We don't want to hurt businesses that are certified but aren't certified through our partners. So we're always looking for new partners and also looking for businesses who want to get certified as well. Um, well again, our goal with this is trying to make that business incentive for restaurants and colleges and other businesses to become sustainable. Well, and I just saw that because I was just in Grand Rapids, which is very different than here. And it was so refreshing 
for me being a sustainability guy to see like sustainability terms on billboards and in the museum like they discussed how nature mattered which was really nice because that's not what i get here i want to be able to pick easier and i want to be able to click on this and see i know businesses want to be able to click on it and see too have have you had anybody push back yet like hey 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 i'm good i'm good i promise we have not yet. I'm assuming it's going to come eventually. <laughs> I know that it's it's never perfect. One of the biggest issues we find is that not every website shows the same name. I've looked at coffee shops that go by like First Avenue. One website will have First spelled out. One will have W, you know, one ST. And so the extension might you might be in our database, but because of something. So we haven't had it yet. But if if one of your listeners is is a business owner, it's like why are we being rated unsustainable? reached out to us. Like, I want to hear that sooner than later because we want to fix it as soon as possible because that customer could be looking at it and saying, I'm not going to support them. When in reality, they should be supported. Again, this is why we're looking for more and more partners because we want to make sure that that everybody who is sustainable is under our tent. We don't want someone being excluded. We're also careful that we don't get greenwashing partners because unfortunately that exists out there. Yeah. But we always want to bring more sustainable business under the tent. That's, you know, one of the biggest things we do is is how do we find all these organizations because there's a lot of them out there. Okay, well, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to hang on, Nick. I want to interrupt. I know it's your turn and I've interrupted you twice already. But when you talked about greenwashing, that's always something near and dear to my heart and it gets me going. So there's, <laughs> there's two kinds of greenwashing. How do you decipher between the greenwashing with malintent and the greenwashing where they're trying, but they're trying to save money, but the, but the result is still good? So when we look for greenwashing, we're not looking at the organization, the company level, we're looking at the partner level. What are the standards? What are their practices? Um, so what we call, I would say the gold standard. Now this isn't necessary. You know, there are great organizations that don't have the resources, but is there set criteria? Is there a point scale? Like, oh, if you have for a restaurant, do you have all reusable containers? Do you compost those type of things? And once you get to a certain score, you get a certain rating. That's what we're looking for. We're also looking for organizations that audit. Uh, I come from, again, the, the accounting world, so auditing is very dear to my heart, but making sure that it's not also companies lying on these forms, that they're actually checking here and there. Again, we understand some of our partners are smaller and they don't have the resources to audit, but we're looking for what are, what are the criteria and it doesn't meet that level. A lot of them are great out there, but there's a few bad ones here there who are really just trying to push a brand more than they are trying to push sustainability. And it, it is difficult to tell at times. And that's kind of what we also want to be is that that check for you is that, okay, if they've approved it, at least it's better than, you know, their minimum, you know, maybe you don't agree with, you know, some of your listeners or even you might not fully agree with what I consider greenwashing, but I don't consider greenwashing because it is a spectrum, um, but it will at least be a basic level where, you know, there is one partner within the in, uh, clothing industry. I'm not going to say who it is that we will not partner with because it does border on greenwashing where they're just trying to put out as much information without caring about what type of information it is. Okay. Sorry, Nick. No, it's, it's okay. I'm used to it. Now, earlier you were talking about like finding more companies and people to partner with. And what I was curious about is uh, what influences you guys. And when you're looking for people to partner with ethic in terms of like maybe future developments, what kinds of businesses like really catch your attention? And also, do you have like a, a submission form on your website where people can maybe suggest new different companies? 
Sure. We have plenty of contact ways on our website. So you can go to ethic.org and let us know. That is really what we're most looking for is user feedback, but also your listeners, anybody like saying, you know, I would love to use ethic, but this is specifically where I want it before I'm going to install it. You know, we're looking for that feedback. The way I approach it right now is kind of as I can. Um, there's so many organizations that, you know, as we've we brought on four organizations last year and, you know, our goal is to bring maybe six more on this year, which we got restaurants and colleges down. Basically, if you're in the U.S., the U.K. or Canada, you can find a sustainable restaurant or college or university. Um, what we're really looking now is more consumable products. So your shampoos, your clothing, your bed. There's a lot of certified uh, mattress companies out there. I, I didn't realize it until I started looking at it. But also things like entertainment. The thing I want to binge on Friday night, sustainably produced or not. So we're trying to get as much as possible. Now it, it takes time. You know, I was hoping to be able to, you know, announce some of our new partners, but you know, it's a process. Um, we're mm -hmm. hoping to bring them on in February. Mm -hmm. Really bad timing with this podcast when we're, you know, having this interview. It's, I was really hoping to announce it tonight, but you know, we're really interested. Also, if you know, an you know, a listener knows an organization, we'd love to hear it. Um, doesn't mean we're going to necessarily partner with them, but we'll, I want to look into it because I can guarantee you there are probably 20 to 40 or 50 sustainability certification organizations out there. And they're all different. They all do different industries. As I said, we have three just within the restaurant industry. So you can think about how many there are out there. It, after they clear that bar of greenwashing and it's not greenwashing, we're looking for any industry. Right now, we're really looking into travel. So when everything reopens after COVID and we're, it's safe again to leave our houses, you can find a sustainable hotel. We're also looking for those products like shampoo and, and clothing because I know that's something I know our users really want. That's the feedback we've gotten that, you know, we're working towards a partnership with that. We can't announce it yet, but we hope that will be launching in February or sometime soon. Well, and I that's think one of the, one of the most important things to ask is how does greening your life get the leaf on it? Our website, I think that we would qualify at least as partially of a leaf, right? <laughs> So you got to find the, you got to find the right industry partner. I know who it is, but again, we do keep confidential with our partners when we're in talking with them. So I don't want to, cause it is a partner we're talking with right now. We want to make sure we don't say something that have to recant it, um, right. but there are organizations yeah, that would certify a blog or a podcast or one of our partners basically certifies almost every industry you can think of, uh, except for a few niches, which are really restaurants, colleges, and tourism. Those are where the niches more break out. But, well, I know yeah. it would be very exciting for us if we had the right logo on our site. I 100% agree. I think that this whole concept is amazing. As someone who's reasonably new to sustainability and is still kind of learning the ropes, the idea that there is essentially, you're creating a centralized hub for anyone that's new to it to easily find information about businesses they can support, places they can eat, instead of having to do all the homework themselves. You're doing all the legwork for the future. And then maybe I am not wording that correctly, but I think it's wonderful, especially you said from someone who's fairly ignorant to all this, it's wonderful just to go, okay, click on this. Oh, this is a company I could support this. I can support. I think it's great. Yeah. I think, as I said, our database is probably our most valuable asset as an organization, because that's where our, our three and a half thousand sustainable businesses are. And again, it's four partners. The reason I came up with this idea is like, why should I have to go to three different websites to find a product? It should all be in one place. And we want to be that that central, where that middleman is kind of what it is. We're a middleman between the certifiers and then you, so you can get that information. And then also the certifiers can get it to you. But that information exists. They want you to see it, but it's a lot of work to get it on the right places. And I like to go shopping at a certain places, or I like to look restaurants at a certain places. And so... I might not change my habits. So we want to make it also that you can just go wherever you've already gone. You know, it's sustainability shouldn't be harder than just living your life is my opinion. And Agreed. you know, we want to be a central hub. 
that is, is the premise the of the podcast. story <laughs> of this podcast is the, do the things you can or that you're willing to do. I, I was just going to add to what you said by saying it should not feel like a burden to do the right thing. So life, to live it, should be easy and beautiful and harmonious. And you shouldn't be, you know, out of the realm of possibility to not kill the earth in the blip of the amount of time that you're here. We're alive for, what, 70 to 100 years, which is nothing in the time span in the universe. But when you have 7 billion of us, that can take a big toll if we're all doing the wrong thing. So I completely agree. And I'm going to stop talking over you, Michael. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I deserve it. That's true. And I love well, the thing I like about this, and I know we have more questions, but I like talking about this stuff is that it's very difficult when it comes to sustainability. I spend a lot of time with people sending me messages or even family or friends going, which one is sustainable? And my answer is always depends because it depends on how you're grading it. And it doesn't matter if you're talking about paper or plastic bags or reusable cups versus paper cups. There's, there's parameters around what is sustainable. This allows someone to go to a site and be able to, within 10 seconds, know if they want to be there or not, because it makes it so much easier. You see it, you go, okay, next, or okay, yay, I can do this one. And I want to tease another new feature that's coming down the pike, hopefully in February to all your listeners is that, so right now when you, you sell the extension, you get that beautiful new tab. You also see it on Uber Eats, Deliveroo, US News and such. We're hopefully going to soon launch a feature that on any website. So if you go in the top right corner of your browser, you see those, those icons up there for a browser extension. If you click on our icon, what we want it to do is show you if that website you are currently on is sustainable. So we work more on those retail websites where there's multiple companies selling. But this way, if you go straight to a single producer, like let's say you're looking for chocolate. Like I like to buy as close to the producer as possible, in my opinion. That's the best way to do good responsible consumption. So this way, we're not likely going to integrate the same way there we like we integrate on a big conglomerate website. And so this way you can go there, you can click it and immediately it'll see, okay, they're certified or they're not. And even there, we'll even share a little bit more information on what that sustainability actually means. Because again, we want it to be as easy and as simple as possible. Well, and there's going to be some weirdos like me who love information and numbers. So anyway, so I guess I should probably get us back on track with all my side tangents, but let's look into the future. We know it's starting to become successful. What what do you think the biggest hurdles are moving forward? I think it's, it's the same biggest hurdle for the entire sustainability movement is getting enough businesses to actually make this a significant priority. You know, I'm going to say one of the biggest downsides of a browser extension is because we rely on third-party certifications. I said we have three and a half thousand businesses, but I want to preface that's three and a half thousand businesses between three relatively large countries. And as you said, you know, you might not find a sustainable restaurant where you are. And that's the biggest hurdle is getting more of these businesses to willingly certify. These organizations are out there. They're trying to make it as simple as possible. So if you have a favorite diner or a favorite burger joint, maybe they even have plant-based burgers there, you know, going there and saying, hey, would you be interested in certifying sustainable? The reality is these organizations really need people sending businesses their way as much as they are trying to get businesses in. Um, And that's, I think the biggest hurdle is getting enough because I have to believe there are probably thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of restaurants in the US and across the world. And we have three and a half thousand, you know, we have 3000 of those. And we will love that number to be a whole lot better percentage. 
So that's, I think that's our biggest hurdle. And it's, it's something that's hard for us to overcome. But part of that is, you know, the education we're doing is helping promote our partners, helping say, hey, go talk to your restaurant say, hey, would you be interested in trying to become a, you know, a certified sustainable restaurant? That I think is our, our biggest hurdle because yeah, a lot of times you'll go, like you said, you'll go to a website and you won't find any sustainable businesses. It's not because the extension's not working. It's because unfortunately they're just not certified yet. It doesn't mean they're not there yet. It's just maybe they haven't got it certified. You're, you're going to live in data forever. <laughs> our database from when we launched was a couple hundred businesses to where it's now about three and a half thousand. And I think, you know, I'm estimating if our partnerships go through, it's going to be about somewhere between 20 to 30,000 at the end of this year. That's great. And the good thing about that is that it's something that you guys can grow. And, and even though it is something that may seem insurmountable, I do believe that a little bit over time will eventually get you a long way. So even if it's only you had a few hundred a year after this or within four or five years, you could have an exponentially much larger database. And that would be wonderful for me. There's tons of places I would like to try, but now that we're getting into this kind of stuff, I do think about, you know, what their impact is. And I do look at, you know, some of the practices to see how, not necessarily sustainable because especially during COVID, like pretty much everything is to go. So sustainability, it's almost like, you know, the whole world just kind of put a pause on it. But unfortunately, I'm worried that some of those aren't going to change. I'm worried that some of this stuff isn't going to go back to the way it should be and it's not going to continue to improve. And for me, there's restaurants I won't even go in anymore because of some of the decisions that they make. And I was never, you know, made aware of how bad and harmful they were until, you know, my wonderful brother here decided that I needed to know. (laughs) And I appreciate that. I mean, I love being educated on things, especially when I'm ignorant. So I, like I said, I really appreciate this whole, uh, this whole endeavor you're undertaking is uh, it's commendable. Yeah. I want to plug one of our partners here, the Sustainable Restaurant Association based out of the UK. And, and they really realized, you know, COVID has forced a lot of restaurants to have to adopt some non-sustainable practices because of safety. But their their big slogan is build back better, better right now. And we're kind of co-opting it. It's like, hey, you know, as the world and the economy reopens, why don't we just say we're not we're going to ignore those unsustainable practices we did before. Let's go straight to sustainable afterwards. So I really like this is the chance that we're, you know, we don't get this many places where we kind of are forced to stop and rethink everything that we've been doing. And this is that chance to build back better as our partner says. Well, it's almost like someone shook the Etch-A-Sketch for us. We might as well draw a better picture. It, and you know, what's funny is for work, when I travel, I always stay with Hilton's because you get rewards and all these fun things, not because of you know work makes me, it's just the one that was chosen. And when I went to Grand Rapids this weekend, I, I went to it was a true by Hilton. I, to me, it was just another hotel. I knew no different. But when I got there, the rooms were a little bit smaller. Everything was built for sustainability. They even had little signs to let you know why they did it. And I got to tell you, if there would have been a logo telling me which ones of the chains were sustainable, I would have started there a long time ago. I, I do want to just make a mention here that I don't know if actually Hilton is certified sustainable. So that's, again, another issue. A lot of businesses are doing these practices, but they're not getting certified. So it's, again, when you're interacting with these businesses, mentioning this, hey, there's this program out there. Again, we can't officially announce who that person is. Um, (laughs) And hopefully in another month or two, you'll know. But like, you know, they might already be doing everything. They might check all the boxes. Why not get that seal? Why not get that approval that's recognized internationally? Our hotel and tourism partners are very thankful to be international partners. You can have this thing where maybe somebody's coming here from Canada or from Europe and they're looking for a sustainable hotel because sustainability, to be honest, is just normal there. Unfortunately, it's not <laughs> in the US yet. 
that that seal means something and that's why just because they don't have it doesn't mean they're not sustainable but they need that nudge to get that seal and to get that official approval you know that that stamp of approval that, yes this is a hundred percent we've verified this is sustainable it would certainly... i don't want to say that true by hilton is not uh, i don't want to ever slander a corporation that is doing those things but i've looked at the databases of those partners we're looking at and i don't think i've seen hilton so that's just one of those things where it's if that business is mentioned oh yeah you should certify with this company they might willingly reach out. Like, you know, a business needs that nudge, not just from the browser extension it being there, but also you interacting with their their staff and such, because that's how they make changes by customer feedback. And, you know, that's how we're making changes is by customer feedback. And you can really do that by saying, hey, I know you already have these practices in place. You should get certified sustainable. Well, and I'm glad you said that because I'm going to say this before Nick says his next question. Customer feedback is what makes the change. There is no other there is no other thing. Maybe regulation a little, but that's like trying to use a lever to move the boulder. Customer feedback can pick that boulder up and chuck it. I think that's the whole reason why the whole chain that was built that I went to was because in some cities they don't accept the old way. They literally had to build a new way to do business in these cities and that's because of people like yourself, people like us, the listeners, people voting with their dollars. You mentioned one of your partners in the UK. You said the Sustainable Restaurant Association in the UK? Yes. The same Is that the same one that the president is Raymond Blanc? I don't know that. The person I work with is not the president. I work with one of their partnerships director. So I don't know who that is. It is a very well-known organization. They also have a Hong Kong operation. Their logo is all purple. If you're ever looking, also on our website, we have all our partners listed. So you can always go there and find them. That's um, what I was trying to do on my phone while I'm on the computer here. Because Raymond Blanc is probably one of the best chefs in the world. So talk about as, as impressed as I already was. I just got really giddy when I was like, oh my God, really? I thought it sounded familiar, but I didn't want to be wrong. You are absolutely correct. So I just looked it up myself. That is definitely, yeah, that's the organization we're working with. So like, yeah, that's what I'll say, um, you know, to our your US listeners, I, I'm sorry, but the UK is light years ahead of us. And in the UK, there are so many big chain restaurants, plus also small local restaurants that are already certified. That's kind of like, it's just amazing when we work with our international partners to see what they can do. It, it gives me motivation that it's possible even here in the US. But it, yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's an amazing, again, I can't say how amazing these organizations are. There is a lot of, especially in the last 10 years, there's been a lot of movement in this direction over there. And a lot of it has to do with, with like chefs and restaurateurs that looked at the industry and realized that if they wanted to keep the industry, the changes had to be made. I'm a big fan of Massimo Batura, who is an Italian chef. He's one of the greatest chefs to probably ever live. And he was the center of a documentary a couple of years back called theater of life. Essentially he contacted all these different chefs from these Michelin star restaurants and got them to donate all the food that was prepped, but never used for services. Cause they make way more than they have reservations for just cause mistakes do happen. And they opened a soup kitchen with it. And it was one of the coolest things I'd ever seen ever since. then, I've been very much interested in the food scene in Europe and most of the UK. And you're right. They're way further past where we are but also there it's kind of looking at an adult from the perspective of a toddler like the u.s is such a baby of a country versus people that have been around hundreds and hundreds of years more but yeah um i'll get back on track now i'm sorry the last question i have is what is your vision for ethic for the next five to ten years 
So I can't give you five to 10 years. I don't think even that far ahead, but I can give you the next probably one to three years because I think that's really, we're a startup. So I don't really, five years from now, I can't I can't guarantee where we're going to be. Our, our real goal for this year, as I said, is to finish off what we call our sustainability peer. So we got six more partners. We're looking to bring on possibly a few more so that every single industry, every single product, almost, I can't say every single website because that's way too many but your main websites are certified and, and are compatible. That's you know one of our biggest goals. We don't talk about user growth. You know the goal is that our product will bring the users. We love to see millions of people using it, but it's hard to you know predict how those things will change. But our big things are bringing on that full sustainability peer, so that you have it every industry, every product. But then our bigger goal, and this is something we're you know we're starting to really talk about internally, is our goal. Our name's not as ethic. It's not just sustainability. It's also living wages, labor rights, fair trade data privacy, you know, as we talked about that, we care about it too, but also finding companies that care about it. And so being, so you can also find, okay, this company cares about my data. They're also sustainable. This company is sustainable, but doesn't care about my data. I'll choose the other one there. So one of our big goals after we can get that sustainability peer established and really well done is to say, there are more things to ethics than just sustainability. Again, part of with these partners is also be able to launch across the world. The beauty of technology is somebody in the UK can install our extension, somebody in South Africa can install our extension, somebody in Brazil can, and you can here in the US. Like it's, we don't, we're not just a US organization in that right. You know, no matter where you are, no matter where you travel, you can use us for sustainability, for labor rights, for fair trade. So we, we want to be that trusted advisor or that trusted resource to find ethical businesses. Well, and before we start to close here, I think when it comes to sustainability, there's something called a triple bottom line. And some companies do already follow that. And that ethic point of view that you're talking about, where you're treating your profits as they're important, but only a third as important as the environment and the society. I think that once all those puzzle pieces come together, we're, you're going to be light here, light years ahead of everybody else. We're, we're, Nick is right in his interesting way of putting our country we are new at this and because we've we've had a, a mentality of bigger's better the person who dies with the most toys wins all these old archaic thoughts are starting to slowly move to the side we're moving in the sustainability direction by the time most people understand it you'll already be there yeah i mean as people come to realize hey i want this we'll be ready to serve you i mean and the extension is really easy to extend to install. Literally, if you go from our website to installing it, it will take you three or four clicks. That's how simple it should be. It's just a few clicks and then it's there for you. And it also, yeah, make sure this thought is very clear is that our goal again, is that sustainable shopping wins, ethical shopping wins. I've always said as an organization, if we're not the winners at the end of the day and it's somebody else, you know, I'm still going to be over the moon because sustainable shopping won. I want it to be me maybe, but at the end of the day, our goal as an organization is to provide that resource to anybody who wants it to shop ethically online, to support ethical businesses, however we can. Well, I can tell you, you have at least two downloads here. This has already happened. The wife's laptop is already switched over. I'll watch it grow with you because you know what's going to happen. I'm going to look. Oh, not yet. And then a few <laughs> months later, I'm going to look. There it is. I'm going to get excited. There it is. Okay, now I know. I appreciate all of your time. I, I really did have a lot of fun having this conversation. Now, this is where I need you to say the website, say the things people need to hear. Yeah. So 
Our website is ethic.org. And to be very clear, that's E-T-H-Y-K. Just we use the text spelling and not the normal spelling. Um, it's ethic.org where you can find out all our partners about how the extension works, how we make money, our data privacy, everything's there. We are also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, but we also have a newsletter. So if you go to our website, there's a pop-up that shows up there. And I know most people close them, myself included, but if you want to learn, we give a monthly newsletter of, okay, what partners did we add or what podcast we on? So this will soon eventually be on that newsletter and this information. So you can also, you know, cause there's a lot of stuff coming in. I know not everyone wants a corporate newsletter, but at least we're a nonprofit. It's a nonprofit. It's not Apple or Amazon sending you a newsletter. It's this nice nonprofit. But the best places to find this information really is Instagram and our website. That's where a lot of this work is being done um, and being shared with you. But again, go to the Chrome Web Store whenever you can, install it. If you love it, leave a review. <laughs> Those are definitely that people really trust things they see reviews for. So if you love it, give us a review. If you have some suggestions, reach out to us. Literally, I will be over the moon if anybody reaches out because that's what we need. We need that user feedback. Oh, you know, I think this would be a little bit better doing it this way. We might not change it, but we might. And really that's where, you know, things improve is when we get, because I see the world the one way, you see the world another way. So when we all get together, we see the world the correct way. I like to think about it. That's really where I go to ethic.org. You'll find out lots of information there. Yeah, we, uh, I'll make sure that I link all of those in the description. So anybody driving, listen to this, doesn't lose them. Just go onto the site. We'll have them linked directly there for you. The logo with the correct spelling, of course, so that it makes it easier. And it sounds like I need to go leave a, a review because I am on this show all the time saying, leave a comment, leave a review. It helps people find us. And then what did I not do? I didn't leave a review. So I have to go do that immediately after this. Yes, you do. Thank you so much. Thank I, you both for having me on and listening to me talk about my, my, my passion and ethic. Well, I appreciate not only you wanting to be on the show, but everybody listening. So, well, thanks again for coming in. And if, and if you guys enjoyed this, hey, go on, download the extension and don't do what I did. Make sure you leave a review. And when you're done, leave one on this podcast. We appreciate you listening. And I'm Mike. I'm Nick. And for Austin, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week.